Hey readers, welcome to the Brantford Public Library's Juicebox Book Talks. I'm Leanna. And I'm Laura. We are two Library 11 techs working in the Child and Youth Programming Department with a passion for children's literature. And this is the place to discover new and exciting book recommendations for kids. In each episode, we discuss a book we've read together as a buddy read, and then we choose a variety of titles for different ages based upon theme. We will explore books, spoiler free, available at the library in print and digital form, which include picture books, junior fiction, and graphic novels. So find your favorite book nook, get comfy, and let's get started. can't believe it Laura we've made it to episode nine of nine. Book Talks. This is our ninth episode and we thought it would be fun to discuss different series of children's books for this episode. We found that in previous episodes if not maybe all of them we commented on the importance of series and how they really are kind of like the gateway drug to reading because mm-hmm. kids once they find a series they love they will spend so much time devouring the entire series. They fall in love with those characters. They wanna travel wherever they go and embark on whatever journey that series takes them to. So today we're gonna discuss some of our favorite series that we have available at the library. And I feel like it's a perfect time because it's summer and you know the kids have more time to be away from a screen and if they want to just you know go lay outside and like find a good spot to sit in the yard and read a great book I mean if you get that first book in your series I mean you could spend the whole summer like reading that series and anything else so I think it's a great time for like to let not let that reading slide happen throughout the summer so yeah absolutely and a lot of these titles would be great for our summer reading program so mm-hmm. um, if you hear something you like then grab them at the library for sure So we're going to start with our buddy read as usual. And we read a book titled Tilly and the Book Wanderers by Anna James. Now this is the first in the Pages and Co series. It's Anna James debut novel. Currently there are three books in the series with a fourth coming out later this year. Personally, I feel this is the quintessential middle grade magic book. It has everything, mystery, fantasy, adventure, and of course, lots and lots of magic. Okay, here's our quick setup. Matilda Pages, or Tilly, is our main character. She is 11 years old and lives in her grandparents' bookshop, Pages & Co. Think like old school independent bookstore, not like an indigo, like we have the cozy, there's cats and a fireplace, just the not one. Not indigo at all. It's <laughs> not indigo or old school chapters. This is Pages and Co. and I want to move in. Okay, so she's been raised by her grandparents since her mother mysteriously disappeared soon after she was born. One day, fictional characters from her favorite book start popping up in the bookshop until he soon realizes that she has the ability to travel with them into their beloved stories, beginning her magical book wandering adventures. The story is heavily influenced by children's classics, including L.M. Montgomery's Anne of Green Gables and Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. This is not a spoiler. The two characters are literally on the front cover of the book. Yes, for sure. With the help of Anne of Green Gables and Alice in Wonderland, Tilly is determined to solve the mystery of what happened to her mother all those years ago. So she bravely steps into the unknown, unsure what adventures lie ahead and what dangers she may face. What'd you think, Laura? 
I like, I loved it. Like from the first line, I mean, it's like, it's just such an enchanting story and really like, it's the perfect literary escape, like for adults, kids, anybody. I mean, especially, um, there's just so many different references to great classic literature. And I have to confess that, I mean, a lot of like a lot of classic literature I haven't necessarily read. I mean, I know about it. I've certainly watched the films, but I've never actually picked up the books and read them. So it's great. And of course, I mean, who doesn't love Anne of Green Gables? Um, Yeah, I just, I loved it. I thought there was just so many great lines throughout it and just things that kids will relate to. Like when she jumps into a book and there's a smell of burnt marshmallows. I was like, like, it's perfect for summer. Who doesn't love to have like roasted marshmallows and s'mores? And it's just, yeah, I mean- I can't wait, wait to read the rest of the series. It was just fantastic. I loved it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I read a lot about the author, Anna James, and this was her debut novel. And I think she just perfectly created this environment where books are magic. And I love the books about books trope. Like it really, Absolutely. the story is really rem- reminiscent of um, some classics like Matilda and some current classics like Inkheart and Winterhouse the mysterious Benedict Society and the Phantom Toll Booth. Like, yeah, you like books about books. Um, this is definitely something you'd want to pick up. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially I was going to say too. a couple of the series that I really like that are books about books are the, I loved. Like, I absolutely love the mother, mother daughter book club. I mean, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And also like the whatever after series. I mean, mm-hmm. kids like love those ones. So yeah, like definitely so relatable. Mm-hmm. And I loved how I love the um the world building like I found mm. even just like her whole concept of a book wanderer was so specific it wasn't just like okay these characters are going to pop up and you're going to go on an adventure with them into their books like it was very specific like you had to be in a bookshop or a library in right. order for it to happen it was just perfectly woven and I liked how her grandparents tied into that world yeah and how well I won't no spoilers but you know, she's looking for her mother. So, <laughs> you know, I love the importance to the, of the British library. I mean, we won't give too much away, but there is like the British library, like plays like a little bit of a part in it as well. And it's, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I loved it. And I mean, who has never wanted to like jump into be part of the, one of your favorite books? Like, of course, I mean, I always wanted to hang out with Anne Shirley and like drool over Gilbert Blythe. So I don't know, like, there you go. <laughs> I know, but it's, that's a nice classic book, but there's also yeah. some scarier adventures where you could you right. know, stumble into a little bit of trouble. For sure. This was a great pick. It really celebrated the magic of reading and emphasized how books can work as portals into magical lands. It's dreamy. It's just, it's an outstanding book. That's Pages and Co. Number one, Tilly and the Book Wanderers by Anna James. Okay, so... My first book that I'm so excited to talk about because it was so great was Tristan Strong Punches a Hole in the Sky by Kwame Mabalia. This is the first in the Tristan Strong series. It's a new series. The second book came out in 2020 and the third book will be out in October. So there's something exciting to look forward to in the fall. Okay, here's our setup. Tristan loves boxing. It's a sport that is popular in his family with both his dad and granddad. The story opens with Tristan losing a boxing match while grieving the death of his best friend, Eddie. Tristan is sent to stay with his grandparents on their Alabama farm in the hopes that a change of scenery will help him navigate his emotions and deal with this painful loss. 
But on his very first night, Tristan sees this weird sticky creature in his bedroom who proceeds to steal a journal, which belonged to his best friend, Eddie, and run away. Tristan chases after the small creature, trying to reclaim the only memory of Eddie he has had and ends up struggling the journal between them under a tree. In the midst of this physical altercation, Tristan ends up punching the tree so powerfully that it rips a hole in the sky. The hole becomes a gateway to another world, mid-pass, and Tristan's amazing journey into this fantasy world and Tristan's role as reluctant hero begins. Tristan meets John Henry, Br'er Fox, John the Conqueror, and other figures from African-American folklore. The story was something else. Mabalia brilliantly weaves a meaningful portrayal of family and community with folklore, myth, and history into this fast-paced debut. This was great. So I should say, first off, that it's part of that Rick Reardon present series. Have you heard I, of it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I watched, um, I, I did a webinar, I think, like, back in the fall of 2020, with, and Kwame was in it. And he was like such a personality, just great to watch mm. and listen to. So yeah, he is great. So the Rick Reardon presents line of books. Um, the whole point of them is that they utilize the mythology of various cultures and countries in its storytelling. And in the introduction, Rick writes, I like I had no idea he did this series. This is my first little taste of it. And in, in his introduction, he says, look, we, we've read it. The kids know a lot about Greek mythology. You know, we that's sort of so, been so he's like, yeah. check this out. Here's some African American mythology, certainly stuff that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just fantastic. Like I was moved from like a two page introduction by Rick Reardon. Yeah. Um, and the story, oh, it really, it did not disappoint. It, I really hope there's lots and lots more to come from this author because I thought it was so unique. I think if the kids enjoy the Percy Jackson series, they'll definitely want to pick this up. That's sort of a no brainer, as well as um, the City of the Plague Dog, Maya and the Rising Dark. Um, they all have nonstop action. They have that trope of a hero following you know, their destiny on a long journey. Definitely check that out. This is Tristan Strong, Punches a Hole in the Sky by Kwame Mabalia. Okay, so uh, one of the series that I've chosen is actually a nonfiction series for kids, and it's definitely geared to younger readers, and it is by the fantastic illustrator and author, um, Canadian illustrator and author, Elise Gravel, and it is a Disgusting Critters series. So, I mean, you don't have to read these in order. They're just a bunch of nonfiction books that are perfect for kids who are interested about disgusting creatures. I happen to pick up Headlice because I, as a mother, have had to encounter this, and it's not fun, so I thought this was kind of an interesting one to pick up because kids will get to learn a little bit about head lice. So they're, what I love about these books is that they are full of Elise Gravel's fantastic, engaging, and humorous illustrations, not to mention her sense of humor in terms of her wording throughout the book. So you're learning things about these creatures, but you're also getting a laugh out of it at the same time. The language is perfect because, I mean, a kid could pick this up and read it themselves. Um, they're Look, they look like an easy reader that you would find at a library, but you'll find these in a nonfiction section. So there's different, there's a 10 in the series. Um, I have headlace. I learned some things I didn't know before I had to deal with headlace actually. Um, and there's, I mean, there's fly, the worm, the rat, the slug, the spider, the toad, and on. So it's just a fun uh, series for kids who like to know information. And in the summer, they're going to be asking you things. So this is a great one to pick up. Disgusting Critters by Elise Gravel, and I picked up headlace. So check it out.
That's a great pick, Laura. As soon as you said, you. You said headlights, I thought the teachers, <laughs> the teachers would appreciate right? a little bit of info on that too. Yeah. You'll feel itchy as you're reading it. I'm just saying you will for sure. So fantastic. Okay. So my next book is a graphic novel that Laura and I know very, very well. And this mm-hmm. is Amulet. Not do a series episode without discussing Amulet. Yes. Okay. So my graphic novel choice is the first in the Amulet series, this, and it's called The Stonekeeper. This is a very popular series. It was published way back in 2000. Number one was published way back in 2008. It's so, well how long it's been around, right? No, I, I didn't realize. I, I thought like 2013. Yeah. 2008. Ooh, that's a lot younger than Yeah. Anyway, so it was really originally published in 2008. The series currently has eight books with a ninth set to be published in October, which is very exciting. I should also mention that the creator and the illustrator is Kazu Kubushi. This book has everything, realistic situations, fantasy, magic, a little sci-fi, and lots and lots of adventure. This is the quintessential graphic novel for middle graders, and one I've been asked for approximately 4,000 times at the library. So I highly recommend it. If you haven't heard of it, or if you've seen it, but wasn't sure if it would be appealing, definitely pick it up. Absolutely. So here's a quick setup for the first in the series, The Stonekeeper. The Stonekeeper is a fantastic introduction to the rest of the Amulet series. Although not as action heavy as the rest of the books, book one serves as a perfect setup to the characters and the situation that has brought them all together. Since the story is pretty short, I don't want to say too, too much because I don't want to spoil anything. But here's the gist. Emily is driving with her mom and dad on their way to pick up her brother Navin when tragedy strikes. Jump two years in the future and Emily is setting up in a new possibly haunted house in a new city in the middle of nowhere trying to start a new life let me just say I'm here for the creepy house trope that's <laughs> Leanna for you that's me any sort of creepy building or if the character if a character can be a creepy house I'm gonna read it before long a sinister creature picture a large being with gooey oozing tentacles <laughs> lures the kids mom through a door in the basement. Emily and Navin, desperate not to lose her, follow her into an underground world inhabited by demons, robots, and talking animals. Eventually, they enlist the help of a small mechanical rabbit named Misket. Together with Misket, they face the most terrifying monster of all, and Emily finally has the chance to save someone she loves. This is a fast-paced page-turner with absolutely gorgeous artwork, and I truly enjoyed it. Other graphic novels like Amulet, Wings of Fire, Jeff Smith's Bone, The Witch Boy, Zeta and the Space Girl. If you like any of those, definitely check out Amulet. It really has all of the middle grade fantasy steampunk adventure vibes. It's like, it's brilliant. It's awesome. If you have a middle grader, nine to 12, definitely pick up Amulet. So I have a middle grader. (laughs) I have a daughter who's 10 and she absolutely loves the Amulet series. And she owns the first two. And I asked her to tell me, I actually wanted her to come on in and have a little, little, um, like, what did you think? So she did not want to do that. But this is what my 10 year old had to say about Amulet. I love the Amulet books because they are a quick and easy read. The Amulet books are all about fantasy and magic and family. I think that anyone can find something they like about this series. I have read the first two in the series, but I think my favorite would have to be the first one. In the first book, you learn about all of the new characters. 
My favorite character is Emily. She is a great older sister to her brother, Navin. The story has lots of adventure and a scary villain that keeps you turning the pages. I'm really excited to read book number three, and that's book number three of the Amulet series by Kazu Kabushi. So, is it has it have we sold it for you, Laura? Or were you out from gooey tentacles being I the basement of, of the old family home? <laughs> I'm sure eventually, as my kids get older, they'll want to read it, so I'll read it with them. Yeah, it's not there yet. No. Okay. What do you got next? Okay, so my next pick that I'm going to talk about is Henry Huggins by, of course, the one and only Beverly Cleary, who we lost earlier this year. She was 104, I believe, when she passed away, wow. like just in a remarkable life. So listen, I, I mean, I love Beverly Cleary. I mean, I can remember the very first book that I ever read um, that I completed in a, like as a kid was um, Ramona the Pest. And for me, like to finish a chapter book on my own was such an accomplishment. So anyway, but I'm gonna talk about Henry Huggins today because I've never actually read Henry Huggins. And actually before Beezus and Ramona, there was Henry Huggins. He's the original. He's the original book that she wrote and she wrote it because she was a librarian back in 1950, living in Portland, Oregon. And she had boys coming in wanting books and there weren't books in the library that like were like them. So she wrote a book for these kids. Um, and of course, I mean, Beezus and Ramona do make appearances throughout the book. And Henry does live on Clickitat Street, just like uh, the Quimby family. So um, the first book, we meet Henry. He's a third grader. And he's saying how nothing exciting in his life ever happens. And then he's coming home from swimming lessons one day. And he encounters a dog. He takes the dog home. And of course, we know the dog is Ribsy. So it's just a great story. And the thing that I love about Beverly Cleary, and I mean, you can read any of her books. And we have lots of her books available um, for audio, print, ebooks, Hoopla has the full collection, I believe. Um, I love that her characters, I mean, yeah, like this book is 72 years old, 71 years old, but um, I just feel like there's just something in the innocence of her characters that's relatable no matter the time. So I just love them. They're great page turners, they're quick and easy reads that you can get through. Um, just a great introduction to chapter books is anything by Beverly Cleary, really. But really, Henry Huggins, it was great. I also listened to the audio, which was narrated by Neil Patrick Harris. So how can you go wrong, right? Yeah, like, it was great. I, I loved it. And I, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the rest of the series. Like, it was just great. I loved it. So yeah, Henry Huggins by Beverly Cleary. That's a per that's an amazing press. I yeah. grew up with Ramona Quimby, and I think my next book I'm going to shift around the order of my last two books and move this one up because I think it pairs well with Henry Huggins. Mm. So I read Ways to Make Sunshine by Newberry Honor and Coretta Scott King Award winner Renee Watson, who we love. We're little fangirls. She's this great. She's an she's an incredible human writer activist. We've seen her in so many webinars, especially lately, yeah. working from home. She's just fantastic. She's so relatable. I just love her. Yeah. So this is the first book in the Ryan Hart series. This is a brand new series. The second book, Ways to Grow Love, was just released in April. It's contemporary realistic fiction. 
Um, definitely more for the lower middle grade because it, it is on the shorter side. It's only 177 pages. So I would recommend for kids maybe seven to 10 years old. And it's inspired by Beverly Cleary's Ramona Quimby series, which is also set in Portland, Oregon, where Renee Watson is from and includes a lot of the charm of Ramona Quimby growing up, her navigating friendships, family and life changes. So I thought they lived on Clickitat Street, then it would be really right I, I don't think so I just saw watched an interview with her I don't think that was that yeah. specific. but um so here's our setup for ways to make sunshine which is just oh my gosh I'm just my heart is bursting for this book it just really touched me we find out in the opening pages that fourth grader Ryan was given her name because it meant king her parents wanted their daughter to be a leader a person who was brave and who listened a person who was thoughtful and kind Ryan spends the story trying to live up to her remarkable name when Ryan finds out she is moving out of the house she's known and loved her entire life, she's super sad. Her family is moving into a smaller and older house, which is creating some anxiety. Her father has lost his job at the post office and must work nights now at another job with a lower salary. There is less money, no second car, and the new house has a much smaller kitchen, making it difficult for Ryan to experiment with her recipes. Hello, Zoe Washington vibes. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think of is Zoe Washington. Great parallel. Totally. These hardships don't get Ryan too down. Her supportive family is there to remind her that she's smart and kind and beautiful on the inside and out and capable of dealing with all of these life changes. Ryan's optimism is a breath of fresh air, or more appropriately, the ray of sunshine we all need right now. I love this book. I was texting Laura as I was mm -hmm. reading it. I read it in an afternoon. And it was just absolutely lovely. I loved this character. Like she was just, yeah. just a remarkable little girl. And I think a lot of our readers will relate to her and her struggles. And I just found like, it's a light book and it's a feel good book, but it just balanced the important issues with that sure. so perfectly. Like, I mean, there's some, there's some important topics that are just yeah. But she just, she balanced the, she balanced those weightier uh, real life issues so well with the fun kid combination. I loved her relationship with her older brother. There was a perfect sibling relationship there. Her parents were, were remarkable parents. I loved how her mom, even though they were downgrading to a smaller house, her mom would always describe it in a positive way and say, well, now the house is cozy. It's a cozier home. And I just loved their, the optimism that just shone through this entire family. It was just wonderful. And I really think it's a great book for kids to ask kids some questions about gratitude. And like, especially during this, this last year, not being in school, like ask, like open up discussions with kids about how they make sunshine or ways they can make their own sunshine in their life. Ask them what they're grateful for. Ask them what they're missing. Like just open up that dialogue because this Ryan Hart character is just, like she's, she's remarkable. And I, I really want everyone to read Renee Watson's Ways to Make Sunshine. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, I have a good segue then for that. Perfect. I'm going to change up my order now too, because I was going to save my picture book one to the end, but you know what? Um, my, my first one is actually illustrated by Nina Mata, who illustrated the cover for Ways to Make Sunshine. So here we go. So I'm going to Thank yeah. you for mentioning that because yeah. the illustrations for Ways to Make Sunshine, the cover art is gorgeous. Like, right. 
hang up a poster of this book cover in your kid's room. It's gorgeous. And she's a remarkable um, artist. So thank you for mentioning. She really is. I mean, there's just something about her illustrations that just make you smile. So my book that I've chosen, I'm actually going to do, instead of doing picture books this month, I've decided to focus on our leveled readers, our easy readers. So I've got a couple of series here. So my first one is called Ties Travels. There are three books in the series and the books, they're written, sorry, they're written by Kelly Starling Lyons and illustrated, like I said, by Nina Mata, who is fantastic. So the book that I've chosen to talk about in the series is Zip Zoom. And it's about time being gifted a scooter and my kids just got scooters so this is perfect so what I love about these books they're um they're part of the I can read series uh and it's a level one we considered a level one at the library but a, a guided reading level a guided reading level is a level I it's that's what from the publisher so and they're HarperCollins so they're pretty accurate so what I love about this book is first of all Nina Mata's illustrations are fantastic Ty is this super cute kid. He's got a scooter and I mean, he's learning how to ride it and it's not an easy thing to do. So what I love about the book though, is that it's repetitive text. The text is simple enough for kids to not be daunted by it. And the content itself, I mean, learning how to ride a scooter is so relatable for everybody. So the, the illustrations are engaging. The text is perfect. It's repetitive. Um, it's just great. I and mean, he's a great little character because he has so much confidence and he uses his imagination to help him you know, accomplish his goal of learning how to ride a scooter. So that one is Zip Zoom, and it's part of Ty's Travels series, and it's fantastic. So great. And then my other um, easy reader, leveled reader that I am discussing this month is called Let's Go for a Drive. Now, it's part of the Elephant and Piggy series. And I know what you're thinking. Well, everyone knows about Elephant and Piggy. So here's the thing. I love Mo Willems. Um, but I really, truly didn't appreciate the Elephant and Piggy series until recently with having that age at home, who's a bit of a reluctant reader. So when I purchased a couple of the Elephant and Piggy books and I borrowed some from the library, it really got my reluctant reader engaged and wanting to participate and read with me. The Elephant and Piggy books are fantastic because, uh, I mean, Mo Williams is just a genius. He's just a phenomenal human being. And I, I did, I recently watched him on the Antiques Roadshow and he said in the episode that he was on, you know, he writes and he illustrates his um, books because he wants the kids to be able to, he's like, he creates characters that kids could create themselves. So how great is he? Anyway, so Let's Go for a Drive is the book that I chose. There are tons you could pick. I love this one because it's funny. Gerald the elephant has a plan idea and he wants to go for a drive and Piggy's all about it. So Piggy's all about helping them get ready and you have to have a plan and they work together. I'm not going to tell you how it all ends. It's just a great book. All these books are fun. What I like about them though is if you have a reluctant reader at home, the text is simple. Um, it's not very many words on the page and you can take turns picking a character so if you've got your reluctant reader, they can choose to play one of the characters when you're doing the reading together aloud. So they're fantastic. So I definitely am a late bloomer to the Elephant and Piggy in terms of like really, truly appreciating just how wonderful they are. Um, I mean, I, they're funny as an adult, but to really appreciate them through the eyes of a child, they're just great. And we have all kinds of them at the library. We also have them available in our French collection as well. So if you have your French immersion students um, throughout the summer, pick up an Elephant and Piggy book. These are great to, to read en français and, you know, keep that French going throughout the summer too. So highly recommend, let's go for a drive for the Elephant and Piggy series by, of course, the amazing Mo Willems. Okay, great, Laura. That was fantastic French too. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, so I'm also going to talk to you about uh, a fantastic new emergent series that came out. Uh, it came out last year, um, like summer, fall of 2020, and it's called Good Dog. There are Right now, there's four books in the series and two more coming out later this year. It's written by Cam Higgins and illustrated by Ariel Landy. And it's just a fun story. They're fun books about a dog named Bo and his family, his human family, who he shares with, um, they live on a farm. So the first book in the series is called Home is Where the Heart Is. Uh, Bo, of course, is a fun dog. He lives on a farm. His best friend is a pig, which is not, I swear I didn't plan that because of our last podcast. My book was about a dog and a pig, but it just kind of happened that way. Um, so in the beginning of the book, uh, Bo likes to go play in the mud with his pig friend and he gets muddy and he has to go for a bath. And in doing so, he loses his tag and it's very special to him. So the book takes you through him trying to find his tag and asking all of his farm friends to help him investigate and find his tag. What I love about these books is they're super simple. Um, not, I shouldn't say super simple. They're definitely a great book for your reader who's just picking up chapter books. So it's big font, like one, one and a half paragraphs per page, lots of illustrations throughout. And they are the most adorable illustrations by Ariel Landy, by the way. Um, and they're just, it's just a fun series. So I can't wait to pick up the rest. I mean, I've got one here in my hand and I've got two and three upstairs in my house. So I'm quite excited to read them. So yeah, Good Dog series. First book is called Home is Where the Heart Is by Cam Higgins and illustrated by Ariel Landy. Okay. I think I'm going to make a little bit of a left turn from that taking the dog emergent reader. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I want to talk about Lockwood and Co. The Screaming Staircase by Jonathan Stroud. This is the first in the Lockwood and Co. series. There are five books in the series. The last and final installment came out in 2017. This is middle grade horror that delves in the paranormal and supernatural. This is not Stephen King horror. Calm down, Laura. This is a kid's podcast. <laughs> However, I do feel it necessary to say right at the start that this book does have some creepy scenes. I recommend to young readers who like to be spooked, the ones that are looking for a scary read, and usually in the 10 to 12 age range. So here's our setup. The ghosts are re-entering the human realm and the only people who can see them are children. Adults can't see or hear the ghosts, but they can still be harmed, sometimes fatally, by them. Essentially, children become ghost hunters, taking on jobs working for adults at various agencies whose sole purpose is to fight ghosts and protect mankind. Agencies run by adults, but served by children is the norm. But enter Lockwood & Co. Lockwood & Co. is the ramshackle version of the successful agencies desperate for a big client run and staffed only by young people, Anthony Lockwood, George Cubbins, and the newly hired and feisty Lucy Carlisle. The extremely likable trio use silver rapiers, iron chains, salt bombs, and magnesium flares to handle the ghostly visitors in a series of dangerous missions. I love this book and I cannot wait to read the rest of the series. Anyone looking for a creepy read, you have to pick this up. It's absolutely brilliant. It's set in the UK. Um, which is the setting is sort of like an alternate modern England. It has dry British humor and snark, which wonderfully balances out the dark and eerie tone. One minute you're totally, you know, reading in the dark with a flashlight creeped out. And then you're like laughing out loud because it's so funny at the same time. I found it to be a, like, a, like really re reminiscent to Jonathan Oxier's sweep. 
not that sweep was scary sweep was more of that gothic dark book it's not it wasn't ghost creepy but I found like how children were treated in that time and how the children are treated here, the pressures on children and the adults being sort of the villains. Like it just really tied together. And Nan Sparrows as the main character really reminded me of Lucy Carlisle, who is like the main character of Lockwood. It was, it was brilliant. Like I loved both of them. If you're looking for something with a little more of a creepy factor than say Goosebumps, because a lot of the kids love to read the Goosebumps stories. If you liked Victoria Schwab's City of Ghosts, Catherine Arden's Small Spaces, and Neil Gaiman's Coraline, I would definitely pick this up. If you're looking for something chilling and suspenseful, try The Screaming Staircase by Jonathan Stroud, number one in the Lockwood & Co. series. Nice. Okay. Last book, my last one. So this is definitely my middle grade pick and I would gear this to definitely a 10 plus uh, age range. Um, it is Ghost by Jason Reynolds, number one in the track series. Uh, if you don't know about Jason Reynolds, then I'm not gonna try, I'm not gonna gush too much about how much I love Jason Reynolds. And I, like, I really appreciate everything that he does. He is the Library of Congress's National Ambassador for Young People's Literature. And there's a reason for that. I mean, I've watched interviews with him and he said, you know, like, I, I have to get those kids in those first two paragraphs. And then once I've got them, then, you know, they're mine and I can bring them into my story. And that's what he said, like, kids are tough critics of books. So you really have to write a book that they can relate to. And you know what? He does that every time. So Ghost is, like I said, number one in the track series. It is a book about Castle Cranshaw and he's known as Ghost. Um, he's a runner who's always been running from things his entire life. Uh, at a young age, his father um, tried to shoot him and his mother. So now he and his mother escaped that. And he's with a single mom and just, you know, being a, a kid, he's going into grade eight and he discovers a group of kids who are part of a track team. And he doesn't really, he doesn't know what that's all about. So when the coach um, approaches him and asks him why you're here and he runs, I mean, he, the coach says, well, what team are you on? And he's like, I'm not on a team. I just... I just run. So he becomes part of something. They're, they're called the defenders and he becomes a, a part of the defenders and he he's taken into the wing of, you know, making some great friends, the wings of the coach. Um, he has Mr. Charles on his street who, who gave his mom and him shelter when they were trying to escape their father. And yeah, it's just a great book. And I love too that, um, Ghost is really into a Guinness Book of World Records. So he's always talking about the world records. And he's like, I just want to be the world's greatest at something. So it's just a, it's a phenomenal book, a great series. And of course, I mean, Jason Reynolds is just, he just is like, he gets kids. He really, truly does. And he, he really writes for them. So it's a fantastic book. I highly, highly recommend it. Ghost by Jason Reynolds. I will co-sign the heck out of that. Yeah. Because yeah. Jason is phenomenal, and he, he really is. He, he deserves to be on all the YA and children's recommended lists. And Ghost yeah. is a great press, a great series for our middle graders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great pick, Laura. Thanks. Yeah. So that's it for episode nine of our series. To help you pick out some choices for the summer and get. Yeah sorted with your summer reading so hopefully you find something that uh, piques your interest because we really tried to you know cover lots of different genres and types of books to appeal to all of our readers like not everyone wants to read fantasy not everyone wants to read realistic fiction like Mm -hmm. 
we have lots of different kinds of readers. So hopefully yeah. you find something we talked about that appeals to you. We um, are taking, this is our final episode until the fall. So we will take a break from Juicebox Book Talks until September. So we can focus on all of our exciting summer programming. So if you haven't already, definitely check out um, the website for updates for what will be available for summer programming. Don't forget to join the TD Summer Reading Club, of course, at the library. Um, it'll be through our Read Squared app and all kinds of great uh, prizes will be available. And of course, I mean, we love to know that you're reading throughout the summer and what a great way to encourage kids to do that by them, by then rewarding them for their efforts. So, and mom and dads too, because I'm sure you're reading along with them. So we hope that you like some of the picks that we've got here as well, because they're, I think they're all great. So, yeah. Absolutely. And don't forget, there's also a teen summer reading program. So if you have older kids in the house, Definitely let them know that there's also a program for them. If they wanted to read and get some weekly prizes, check that out. So that's it for us. And have we a great will summer. Have a wonderful summer and we will see you in the fall. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope we've introduced you to some new authors and children's titles. All the books discussed today are available in print and digital format on either Overdrive, Cloud Library, or Hoopla. Please visit BrantfordLibrary.ca for more information about this podcast and other fantastic programs the library has to offer. Thanks. Bye-bye. Juicebox Book Talks is a Brantford Public Library podcast developed by Leanna Flumiani, that's me, and me, Laura Virag. Edited by Anna Flaherty. Music provided by Purple Planet through purple-planet.com. 